0: Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Lumen uh project. I'm your co-host Chris Angel here with our host Jeff Bernheisel. What's up, Jeff?
1: Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is we were uh just having a conversation before hitting recording. Um some juicy stuff today. I you know, I i might just start with this. If you um listening to this or somebody who has life all figured out, this probably is not your podcast for you. <laughs> you know, like I think Jeff and I are creating a conversation in a community for guys who are in on the path of um, I'll use the word enlightenment. That's, I don't know if that's your word, Jeff, but it, it continuing to expand our, our awareness and our consciousness for what life is and what it's inviting us into. and And so if that's you, then this probably would be a conversation you'd be interested in. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, enlightenment is a word that I, <laughs> my, my simple mind wouldn't probably use that conversation, but that is the feeling. And uh, for me, I would, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure stuff out. Like that's kind of how, when I'm I talking to somebody, I'm like, Hey, we're on the path to enlightenment. We're all just trying to figure stuff out as we go the best we can way to
0: say enlightenment to figure stuff out. I like yeah. that. Yeah. You like yeah. we're Yeah. And not, not enlightenment like we've reached utopia and we we are all ascended masters, but like enlightenment <laughs> like we're we're shining light, we're adding light to the path we're walking, so we can figure things out. Yeah, I like
1: that. Yep. Yeah, my my simple little hamster hamster wheel up here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, but that's where I'm at, I, and I mean to get everybody else up to speed, I can't. I don't like. I don't even know where to start and go back. But for the last month or two, I've been feeling this anxiety bubble i've got drama in various places that i'm dealing with and i just am not i'm not i have not been feeling myself i've been trying to figure out what's wrong i'm trying to fix it mm-hmm. uh so chris and i were talking and it was like so what we feel like i feel like i'm you know fighting fighting the universe and mm-hmm. a lot of friends family members they're telling me like just let it go What's that? It's uh, there's like a Disney movie where she sings like, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen. Yeah. Frozen. Yeah. yeah. So they're just saying, let it go, go with the flow. See what, you know, see where life takes you, see what happens. The universe is going to take care of you no matter what. And you said it, we're like, that's, that's a great sound clip. That's a great sound bite. Sounds awesome. It's way easier said than done because the, the manly man inside of me is like, well, you need to fix this. You got, you know, there's work drama. We can fix it. There's life drama. We can fix it. Relationship drama. We can fix it. We're fixers. Yeah. And uh, the funny story I was going to tell you was years ago, I was in a relationship and we worked at the same company. And I think I've, I think I've mentioned this in one of our other calls, but we were at the same company, different, we worked in different divisions. So when we would go hang out and you know go home after work or whatever, I'm always the person that's like, Hey, you know, Hey babe, how was your day? Did you have a good day? You know, whatever it may be. And you know, she would start in with, Oh, this happened and this happened and this, so-and-so did this and whatever. And I'm in that like fix it mode. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, well, easy fix for me. Like I I worked in a corporate, like my job actually at the time was to travel around to our different divisions and fix things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And So you know she would come to me with these problems and tell me all about these issues. And I would just be like, Well, that's an easy fix. Just do this, 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 and this. And (laughs) after a while, we got into a pretty good heated argument one day. And she was like, you know, you always come to me with answers and you'd have these easy fixes. And she's like, Sometimes I I just need you to listen to me. I don't want you to fix my problems. And I'm like, Me (laughs) being me. I'm like, well, why do you tell me your problems then? Like. My job literally is to fix them like outside of being a boyfriend yeah. and a and a, and a man and a protector and all of those things like we we are wired to do that anyways but my actual job at the company that we both work for is to fix this shit. And so <laughs> I kind of have to step take a take a step back and and be like she's she's right. uh uh-huh. But my my ask of her, I said, okay, babe, I I recognize you're right, and I I apologize. What I need you to do is is, and what I'm gonna ask of you when you come to me, because there were other times when you know, <laughs> this is where the confusing part happens, men, women, miss Mars, all that stuff, right? So other times she'd come to me and she'd tell me problems, and then I'd be like, cool. And she's like, well, what you you know, she'd get mad because I didn't have a solution right, and. Right, right. Uh, So I'm like, here's, here's, here's what I need to do for my own sanity is if you come to me and you start doing this, I'm probably going to stop you and say, babe, do you need me to just listen as a boyfriend or do you need a solution as, you know, something outside of that? And that seemed to actually work pretty well for, Mm. for quite a while. Uh, But in the beginning it was, yeah, I was like, man, I don't know. Like, should I help you? Should I not help you? Like we are, I think we are wired to try to fix things in the, in the, in the way my brain works, especially was, yeah. You have a problem. I have a pretty easy solution. I'm just going to tell you how to do it and you can take that and run with it, or I can help you do it or you know whatever it may be. But, uh, and that it's funny because it goes kind of back to our community and what, what we've tried to build here, which is if somebody comes to us with a problem, I don't want to stand in front of you and say, here's how you fix it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good point. Yeah.
1: I should ask you, you know, do you, do you just like, do you just need space? Do you just want me to listen? I think that's what a good coach, good friend, a good lover, you know, everybody should operate that way. So if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I need advice. I have a problem, whatever. Yeah. Do do you, do you want my advice? Do you just need me to listen? And what does that look like? And as long as you're both on the same plane there, I think everything should be good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right, right.
1: I, I, I know I, I
0: know I'm annoyed when um guys just start throwing solutions out at me, especially when I didn't even ask for it. Right? I might just share. Like I'm part of my the way I post on social is just to share from my life and things I'm learning. And it's funny every now and then my 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 uh the algorithm has curated people who are play pretty well on my, my content, but every now and then there'll be somebody who throws it, some dude who throws in some comment that's like, Oh, you just gotta do whatever as if He's mastered life and has all the answers. And I'm like, shut up. Like, don't even, don't even try to like insert your, <laughs> your solutions into my yeah, post. It's not I even can... why I'm
1: posting. get a lot of that too. I, I actually saw one the other day on, on yours. And I almost sent you a message and, and said like, you know, who the hell is this? Is this like a friend of yours or something? Cause he was kind of a dick. Uh-huh. I, I get it a lot. I get a lot of personal, like private messages. Um, and you know, I, I will not say like I've asked for it over the years, like the stories that I've told with dating and my, like I've been a very open book. Yeah. Uh, and now, you know, I'm starting to have, and this goes back to what you said in the very beginning, like I'm starting to figure things out and, and try to figure things out and go down that path of enlightenment. If, if we want to call it that. And the conversations that I'm having with the world, and with myself are drastically, drastically different. And, and I don't know that a lot of people are ready for those types of questions and statements from us. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're really good at it where you're just like, here's what I'm feeling and here's what I'm going through today. Mm-hmm. And, and that like freaks some people out, I think. And then, you know, yeah. they're, and they're, they're only, it's like a defense mechanism where they're like, well, well here's what you need to do. Right. That's and, good. Yeah. Uh, Total defense mechanism and it's pretty funny to me that that does happen. And I, I get, you know, I get my fair share of it and I, maybe I think I get a lot of them sent as private messages, which is funnier to me because it's like people don't want to chime in. They don't want, they don't want yeah. my response to be public, whatever it may be. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. But a lot of times if I don't know the person and and this is where I'm, I'm being a lot more careful. I'm curating different, Like I'm deleting a lot of people out of my, out of my Facebook and social media, because Mm -hmm. before this was all, you know, in the real estate space, I traveled all over the country and I'd meet people at conferences and I'd go speak and do whatever. And I just kind of realized, you know, I've got 5,000 or whatever Facebook friends. Mm -hmm. And I'd say probably like 2,000 of them are people that I don't really, really know. We just connected somewhere at some point. And really lately You know, as I when I get comments like that, if it's from somebody and my first instinct is, Who is that? I just go and I immediately unfriend and delete the person. Uh And like, I've probably, you know, I'm clearly, if I don't know who you are, I don't need you in my life, which is kind of a harsh thing to say, but, but it's true. Like, I don't, I don't need your opinion. I don't need you weighing in and giving me advice. And I don't need your negative, negative, negative attitude. Like, if it's somebody that I do know, typically, i'll listen and like they you know i have some amazing friends that have given me awesome advice over the years just through facebook that i met at a conference that i've stayed in touch with or whatever and you know they know me well enough they've followed my story over the years with everything that i've been through and and i mean i've had people reach out just the other day i got a phone call which kind of blew my mind because like who calls somebody anymore for stuff like this uh but yeah just out of the blue i got a phone call from a I would say long lost friend that I haven't talked to in quite a while. And he was just like, are you good? Hmm. And something, you know, I I had posted something on Facebook about how I feel this bubble of anxiety in the universe. And I didn't mean it in a negative way. What I was saying was like, I'm, I'm being tested. This is how I feel like I'm being tested in so many ways right now that whatever the universe has in store for me must be massive (laughs) because I just feel like there's this, whatever it is coming is is big and i didn't mean that in a like necessarily a negative way but i think he read it like that and he called me and was like are you good i'm Mm. like moderately worried about you and i'm like no i'm i'm good yeah i mean Mm. dealing with some life stuff but nothing like too nothing too crazy and he was like oh but i had to tell him i'm like hey i appreciate it Mm. Mm. like some of my, some of my best friends here in town that I talk to all the damn time. And that, you know, we get those blinders on us too, because when we are with the people all of the time,
0: yeah, you
1: know, they don't know all my deep, dark secrets, but yeah. a lot of my good friends do. And, but they're the ones you kind of, you know, it's kind of like you, f- you forget to check in on them every yeah. once in a while. So I thought that was kind of cool. And like yeah, I yeah. said, you, me, you know, most people just text text or facebook mm-hmm. I get a lot of facebook messages mm-hmm. and stuff like that but yeah in my first I, it's funny because <clears> the first <throat> instant i got when the phone rang i was like you know i'm kind of like oh oh something's wrong <laughs> like why is you know why is he calling me something must be wrong mm. Actually, the other way around he was calling me because he thought something was wrong
0: yeah huh. i think there's something here too under um the fixing with the fixing thing that is like there's the fixing that we that we i think we're wired for as men I, I i was until i sort of trained myself out of it but um but then there's the there's that fixing something with ourselves and i think that's worth just touching on briefly in this episode cuz we're talking about fixing stuff and i i think if you're wired to constantly fix things or you get some juice fixing things, right? Like it makes you feel important or productive or something like "Ah, I fixed it, you know, that when you turn that energy towards yourself and life puts you in, in a pattern or a, 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 a situation where you're, you don't know how to fix it and you rush off to try to fix it. Like you can, I think you can end up missing some of the lessons. Like, that was that, that's saying like the energy that got you here isn't the energy that's gonna get you there, or whatever you know, like the what got you here won't get you there. Like you as a as a man on on a path of evolving, you being a fixer for most of your life isn't the energy that's gonna that's gonna take you to the next iteration of yourself. And and the the other challenge with fixing is that if you're always fixing, you're always looking for something broken and so you it's harder to be present with just what is cuz you're just always trying to fix something speaking from experience by the
1: way yeah 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 i i agree it's a uh, i was always i was always like what i would call like a super high performance employee a super high performance friend yeah. lover whatever like it, like in my life I was always, (laughs) that sounded (laughs) super high performance lover. (laughs) uh, But you know, like like in my relationships, I was always, you know, that guy. And, and I, I was that guy for a really, really long time. And and not to say I enjoyed it. It just, it was my, it was my, it was my identity, I guess is the best way I could describe it. And so when you, when you're the guy that everybody around you comes to whenever they need anything, that's kind of how i always felt and I, and it back then it wasn't necessarily in a bad way because that was my identity and and i and i thrived on that you know i traveled all over the place helping yep. people solve their problems and that felt good
0: yep.
1: and and doing that for so long and i and i did that for so long because i had this other dream and this other plan and so i did that for so long and i built up the income that i needed and the money i needed and i went and did this other thing which is the whiskey bar that I've talked to about every other episode we've been in probably. Uh, But I, when that crashed and burned for about a year, maybe two, Mm. that identity was just gone, right? Like all of a sudden I'm I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. I'm broke (laughs) because I lost so much fucking money. Uh, And that got really dark. And that was where Mm -hmm. the idea for this group blossomed from, eventually but but what happened was as i was sitting there trying to figure out what i needed to do to fix it i'm sitting there going how do i get old jeff back like that mm. guy was awesome mm. everybody mm. loved him he got shit done he just killed it at life mm. how do i get that back and that was the mindset that i had for quite a while and Mm -hmm. i kept trying i kept trying like what do i need to do what do i need to do Mm -hmm. Uh, we've talked about this before like i was buying self-help courses i was buying marketing courses i was buying all sorts of shit Mm -hmm. thinking like oh this is just the next thing i need to do to like like, i know you know my 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 mojo is going to come back and this is going to be the thing And, and it never was and i mean yep two years of doing that and uh and I remember I, I posted about it on Facebook. It's funny how we like everything. Eh, let see, everything revolves around stuff that we post on Facebook and conversations around Facebook. Like it's so built in these days. It's yeah, right. It's, it's kind of scary. Uh, but I but I posted something about on Facebook. This is just my thoughts getting it out there. Where I'm like, how do I get old Jeff back? Posed that question. Said you know this is why, and i you know I'm just not feeling it these days. And one of my longtime friends from high school she chimed in and was like why why do you want old jeff back she's like new jeff's pretty 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 awesome like maybe you're right where you're supposed to be and, and don't worry about it right and i'm like no because old jeff was way more awesome and i need to fix things and i need to get back to the way i was before <laughs> and uh and the more i have thought about that over the years it's been it's been a couple of years now and, and the more we've talked and, and i've gone down this path of everything that we're doing um she was right like I don't I am right where I'm supposed to be I I feel that um and I don't need to go back to that old me because the new me is pretty awesome and I'm still good at all the same things I may not be as young and spry as I was back then but uh (laughs) but that you know beyond that that was a lot of fucking work doing that and grinding and doing all this stuff. Like it yeah. mentally broke me down when, when, when that happened, you know, I can't say I had a mental breakdown. I've, I, maybe I did. I don't, I don't know, but I don't think I did. Uh, You know, we cried a couple of times and like I lost all my money and, and all that sadness and stuff. But yeah. But at the end of the day, coming out of it, I was like, here I am. I'm still alive. I'm still right where I'm supposed to be. I'm here helping other people with the experiences i've gone through and and that's where i'm feeling like today right now mm-hmm. is the the last few months have have been what, what one of my friends called a uh, she's like the you're growing you're you're growing into that next phase of who you're going to be and who you need to be and who you're being called to be and that growth always hurts mm-hmm. It's like growing as a teenager where you hit that growth spurt. and You're like, ah, my ribs hurt, you know, whatever. She's like, so the universe is stretching you Mm -hmm. and you feel like that, like, like I feel right now. She's like, that's a growth phase coming. And that's what I meant by that Facebook post when I'm like, I feel this coming and whatever the universe has in store for me is going to be big. Right.
0: That's kind of what I
1: meant by that was that, that, that growth is happening and it is painful. And, and uh, you said it the other day when you're like coming out of that is going to make, me a better person and able to help even more people mm. because I've now gone through something crazy like that before, you know, in my mind, for no reason. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you and I have talked about spiral dynamics in the past. I'll just a little bit, but it's basically, it looks at the evolution of consciousness. And it, <clears throat> I think, and this is just me using my own intuition and sense of things, but I think that collectively in humans, <clears throat> there is an awakening happening. Like people are are seeing the 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 limits to old systems. And so old systems are breaking down. Um I think men, I think part of the whole purpose of having a Lumen project is there are <clears throat> certain containers or conversations about how what it used to mean to be a man. But even those definitions are breaking down because it's too limiting. Um, <clears throat> and So collectively there is an awakening happening and this very thing that you're describing, like our ability to not, to just, to believe that I am right where I'm supposed to be and to, to, to in some ways, uh, find some balance in a posture of surrender to, to, to not have to fix it all or be in control of everything is the evolving, of of the masculine, of men. Like there is an evolving way that we're becoming a better version of ourselves as men. We don't need to go back to the old version of men where we're, you know, pounding our chest and flexing our muscles, that there is a a new iteration of what it is to be a man and to be productive in a way that is fun and enjoyable. It doesn't have to be fixing and hustling and grinding, but it's gonna, but it, but, to your I mean kind of to the thing you're describing. I feel like when when you choose to do that, when you choose to lean into some surrender and some being okay with what is right now, it will blow your worldview apart. Like everything you thought, you would be like, it's it's uncomfortable. The reason it's uncomfortable and painful is because you don't you know how to orient yourself. You're like everything I used to do to make to get to make it make sense doesn't work in this new space.
1: Yeah. That, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier, where I was like, I feel lost. Yeah. And God, I, I couldn't imagine having a a family with me to to like go through this. Right. Like to go through this process. I mean, it's like they would either think I'm nuts or <laughs> I don't know. It's just that that would be a lot of weight. Like that that would amplify. The, the negative thoughts in, in our heads, in, in my head, at least, like, you know, am I good enough for them? Am I, am I providing enough for them? You know, that, that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. Being lost is hard enough on your own. And and, and it's funny because yeah. this, this, would, this sounds counterintuitive to me. And I'm about to say it out loud for the first time. So we'll see, but like being lost when you're alone is hard, but I think being lost when you have people with you and around you seems like it would be way harder.
0: Well, I'll no, just speak to that for those that are married and have kids, because I have both I'm married and I, right. and I think the, um, uh, it, I, I, first of all, I agree with that. I, it, I think that could be really hard because you would want to hide if, if who your family knows you as is the one that's all put together. And is you know, the steady, stable person of whatever, that it could really rock your world. What I would add though, is that depending on how you, and I think that would cause a lot of men to hide. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think suicide could be a big issue, right? If you're, if mental health is an issue for men, because men are not in, invited or encouraged to process, where are you going to go? Where would you go? You don't want to say this to your spouse. You don't want to share it with your kids. And so, but, but it's okay. So that said, I would, I would just say like, um, your kids are more resilient than you know and that's actually a good thing like as i've gone through my different dark nights of the soul it's really opened up some interesting conversations with my kids like when i when i realized that i didn't who i who i was as a father was not someone who had to have it all figured out but was somebody who could who was going first through a dark night of the soul so that i could model for my kids what it's like to go through a dark night of the soul and then talk to them about it then i got to redeem that dark night of the soul i got to be like ah see this isn't chris being weak for them this is chris going first for them and then being able to have a conversation with them and i so if there is anybody listening that's like that's exactly why i don't want to say anything because i don't want them to i don't want it to hurt them or have them think differently of me it's actually an opportunity to show them what it is to be a human on a, on a path of growth and expansion and enlightenment, but yeah. it's gonna come with some dark night of the soul because it, like I said, it blows your worldview apart. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are different.
1: Yeah, and it and it sucks to have to try to fit in and play by the old rules. To be yeah. honest, I think that's where. That's what I'm feeling right now is like, I'm I'm ready to go play a whole nother ball game.
0: Yeah, that's true, dude, because then then pretty soon everything's really uncomfortable because everybody's playing an old game and you're like, I don't want to play this game anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, that <clears throat> sounds cheesy and it sounds almost egotistical to say, but but when you feel like, like I graduated, I graduated that way yeah. of thinking, graduated, I yeah. graduated from hanging out with those friends, you know, like that's a that's a shitty feeling to a certain degree. But then when you realize it's because you are growing and and you're moving forward and that doesn't mean you're leaving them behind and you're never going to revisit your past life or whatever, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And that, that was a really, really hard thing for me to wrap my head around and it's taken several people. And the interesting part is I think I told you last week, like, different people in different areas of my life have all come together and kind of given me the same advice without knowing Hmm, each other, without knowing the whole story of what I'm going through and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what's blowing my mind lately is because I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, Mm -hmm. I've got, I've got these three or four people that are very, very, very in tune with stuff, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And they can pick up on it instantly and they're like well here's what you're going through and here's why and you know my uh, the hypnotherapist and all of the stuff that i've been experimenting and exploring and they all they're like you're all saying the same things and that's uh crazy to me like how does that how does that even happen yeah Uh, it's actually super scary i met a a totally (laughs) random person in the last few weeks in the sense of she just moved up here from california and doesn't know a damn thing about me and we started talking and the she's she calls them synchronicities so these synchronicities keep happening and uh i mean the shit is mind-blowing and i'm like this is me this is this is me going oh the universe just put her in my life for a really 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 important reason Because she's telling me stuff about me that Mm. she doesn't know, but she, you know, she, she, and she's not like telling me, but she's, she'll be telling me a story and I'll be like, what? That's crazy because (laughs) this, this, this happened. And she's like, she's doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing to each other. And (laughs) yeah. uh, And we're both just like, Mm. this is crazy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some would say magical. Some would say amazing. And I think. The logical brain this is probably another important piece just to add here is i for a lot of years when I was a younger kid, I just have a really big heart <clears throat> and I had enough people take advantage of me and bully me and <clears throat> that I shut that part down and so I got really good at the the intellect of things, the logic of things, and I think at some level fixing things is a is a is a brain activity is a logical activity <clears throat> and And in some ways, it overshadows our heart. And as men, I think we've, I think we've spent a lot of time in our life not operating from our heart, but operating from our brain. Um, and the marketplace will validate us for our brain because the marketplace doesn't really want our heart. It wants solution, strategy, fix it, you know, wants you to fix it. And, but the whole thing about what makes life, what I would say for me is that. Life has become exciting again now that I've turned some of that intellect off and I've come back to the heart of things. I've come back to, you know, thinking it's really cool that there are synchronicities and being like, oh my God, that is so cool. I can't even explain Mm -hmm. that. And I don't need to, but like, how amazing is that? And I think for I think it's good for men to condition, nurture their heart. Condition their heart, because we've spent so much time in our head.
1: Yeah, and I'm still fighting that fight because my brain wants to figure it out. And I mean, this is—I i always attribute this. You know, I know I make a joke, and I'm like, my brain doesn't work that way. And, and I mean, on a serious note, I can say my brain doesn't work that way <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, you know, like it's not called Asperger's anymore; it's called something else. But like form of being on the spectrum of the autism asperger's spectrum like i am ultra high in that area and my brain works differently than a lot of people's and i i think different things i say things and and that's just you know i've learned to live with it over the years and uh but it causes a lot of issues with stuff like this because i'm like no i have to go figure out why Mm. and i can't rest until i do right yeah, I can't turn that off, and it's, that's that's uh, I am finding that that is going to be like it's not a downfall, but it it is it's an annoyance for damn sure <laughs> when you recognize that it's going on, and I'm like uh, I can't just flip that switch. I wish I could, but well, you I, I, this is just my own commentary about you. I you uh, it's a neuro
0: neurodivergent, right? Like you're you're chemically you're just wired differently. You think different. Like the whole thing is. <clears throat> That's an asset in a world that all operates the same. Your ability to think differently is an asset. But you have so many years of and, – and like 24-lane highway of pathway around fixing. Like what you've trained your brilliant brain to do is fix things versus if you can just retrain your brilliant brain the other way. <laughs> Oh, it'd when be funny hearing myself actually fixing something for you I'm actually like hey Chris right now you're actually trying to fix something for Jeff
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no I mean it's it's 100 tr- it's, it's true it's like so funny. and the best part was I didn't know like I didn't know this about me you know I grew up I was in a sheltered like small town sheltered child kind of situation and then yeah. getting up here and you know becoming more aware of all of these things and it was a I mean this shit this had to be like 15 20 years ago now I was at work one day and uh one of the employees brought her younger brother in and she was like hey I want this I want you to hang out with my younger brother it's you know bring your brother to work day or whatever hmm. uh and I was like okay you know I'm hmm. I'm 20 something at the time <laughs> Old, older 20 something but I had to be like so this had to be like 20 years ago so I was like 25 26 ish and uh her younger brother was 15 Uh And I was like, why i am like, I'm a fucking babysitting your brother all day. Like what the hell? And she's like, no, you'll like him. She's like, you guys are a lot alike. Hmm. And I was like, why do you think that? And she goes, well, he has Asperger's disease. And uh, I didn't know what that was. And I was like, Oh, then I go look and I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So so what you're saying is you want me to hang out with your brother because you think we both have Asperger's disease basically. And she goes, well, you have a lot of similarities (laughs) and she, she was right. Like I hung out with this kid and I I learned so much about myself that day.
0: Huh? Interesting. By interacting with him
1: and talking with him. And wow. It was, it was kind of nuts. And then I went down that rabbit hole of, you know, talking to, I was like talking to my mom and talking to my parents and, you know, I never went as far as like, like I don't need to go to the doctor to have him be like, yeah, you're a little different. (laughs) Like I already know. So (laughs) Uh Uh, but there's all these tests you can do and i did one of the tests and i scored like ridiculously high on whatever the whatever it was called and Uh and that was kind of like well that makes sense and that's why i act the way i do that's why i react the way i do that's why i say the things i say all of these things and so Mm -hmm. when you become self-aware of that kind of stuff and and you're like oh it's okay interesting yeah like it's not a bad thing yeah you know yeah. in the past i always was like one of my girlfriends was like god you ask why all the fucking time <laughs> and i was like why would you why do you say that you know like she's like you did it again see but she was right uh i and i do that a lot when i'm trying to, i'm trying to understand and that's because my brain needs to understand like uh, at, like at a very 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 high level of like i need to understand this huh. maximally and then i can go dissect it and fix the problem or do whatever right. and so but it was you know if she would have told me that before I would have been like yeah man I don't I don't know maybe but when she told me that I was like yeah I do and and, and here's why hmm.
0: yeah.
1: and then she felt bad because she was like oh my god I didn't know that and I'm like well I don't, I don't walk around going like hi guys I you know <laughs> I, I'm borderline uh-huh. you know whatever right right so yeah yeah, it's
0: interesting. There's so many layers, you know, to this journey of being a man in this life. And from from fa- familial expectations, what do my spouse or my kids think, or who do I need to be for them? To uh, career um, expectations, and who am I supposed to be in this job? As a, am I supposed to be a fixer, and what people, what are people expecting from me? And and then who do I just want to be as a human being? How do I want to enjoy my life? And Again, I just think that the whole like fixer thing is kind of where we started. And I just think that <clears throat> identity as a fixer can can become a real limit. Like it's cool that you can fix things, but it can become a real limit to your experiencing this life. Especially if you're on the path of expansion. If you're committed to expansion, it's going to take you beyond your identity as a fixer. <clears throat> but Yeah. I I just think our culture reaffirms how much they want men to be, you know, logical fixers, at least the systems of things, obviously women, as we've discussed, I I learned in college don't want me to fix their problems, but right. Right. But you to listen. (laughs) Yeah. But the world looks at us like, you know, produce, fix it, produce, do something. And then that's pretty, that's a lot of pressure.
1: yeah, it is. It, I mean, it becomes, it, it becomes our identity, not to say I'm going to blame work, but yep. you know, like right. well, that's what my stepdad was always really good. He fixed anything. And, you know, I looking up to him, there wasn't anything that that dude couldn't fix. Wow. Wow. And, you know, other than maybe a sour relationship <laughs> with my mom, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but like in the physical world i mean that dude could fix anything and i just grew up in that environment and so i'm that way now too like i can i can fix my cars i can fix you know anything uh, but going back to what you said about fixing ourselves and me me trying to fix everything that's wrong in my life right now like i've been driving myself bonkers mm-hmm. trying to do that and all of these people that i were was describing a second ago they're all telling me to let it go quit trying to do that, you know, yeah. surrender was the term you used. sort of surrender and, and just kind of, yeah, not just completely go willy nilly and be like, well, I'm not going to do anything and just hope to God, you know, whatever opportunity falls in my lap. Like, I don't think that, that is right. Is the way we need to go, but there's that yeah. in between.
0: Yep. Yeah. For those listening, there's uh, a book called the surrender experiment. Uh, a guy <clears throat> um, out of Florida who took a company public Um, you know, I'm made billions. I don't, his name's Michael Singer. He wrote another book called the untethered soul, but, um, it's a great story. It's the surrender experiment is his story of, of how that his whole life unfolded that way. And it was a lot of, you can hear the balance of trying to shut off the chatter in the brain and surrender to the moment and whatever was being created energetically, but then also doing his best in the moment for whatever life had presented him. So, you know, clients would come to him and he'd be like, I'm going to do my best for this client. But then it wasn't a lot of strategizing. It wasn't a lot of just, anyway, it was fascinating story about the balance between surrender and, and doing your best for what life presents you. Yeah,
1: anyway, anyway, <clears throat> I got this book the other day thinking it was just a little thin one. I think, it's freaking oh. <laughs> wow that's crazy 477 pages
0: Go, chewy big book big book yeah it's this is a it's been a good conversation we could keep going too but uh the i think um i really like this kind of conversation where we're exploring kind of like what you and i are both noticing and experiencing but then also how that overlaps with I think culturally the masculine conversation, like how men in our culture um are in spaces like this. And those of you listening, like this is the kind of conversation, the, the kind of inquiry that we're having in the Lumen Project. This is what we're moving through together. And again, it's not like we have the answer. We're gonna gamify your life and pound our chests as we stand in the drum circle and figure things out. We're not fixing things. We're 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 all in the journey of our life. And where the benefit of the community is that we get to process it with others who are on a similar path and don't think we're batshit crazy. Like other guys who are in the middle of it going like, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that.
1: Yep. <clears throat> Trying to figure stuff out. That's
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, cause it orients yourself a little bit. If you have a couple data points in other men that are in the community, now you can kind of orient yourself to, okay, I can kind of see what I'm doing. I see what they're doing. But yep. Anyway, any other so any other thing to add, Jeff? Today?
1: Uh no, other than I I mean the call the call out of if this is a conversation that you guys are interested in just go to our website at thelumenproject.com and sign up. Yep, send us a message, ask questions. We've got the Facebook group which is uh the purpose it's purpose driven men. There's also the lumen project like hidden Facebook group for, for our members. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For our members. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just, you know, this is something that intrigues you. Yeah. Touch with us. Yeah. So good. Awesome,
0: man. Thanks for um, not holding back. Thanks for being transparent and sharing. Yeah. You're awesome at that. And I appreciate the collaboration. Thanks. Yeah.
1: You, you as well, as always.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I right, mean, we'll see you next time.